0: Hello, it's Danny Howe here again for another episode of Lost Count of Which One? of uh, Tales from Southern Indiana. And uh, this one, uh, I thought I would uh, share some memories of three days in my life when I was very briefly, obviously, a postal service employee, a postal worker. Um, There's a lot of uh, folks understanding now that that the uh, postal service is such an important part of our whole society that uh, we really should uh, value and appreciate the folks who do the work there and not just the folks who deliver the mail but the folks who sort the mail and do all the other nasty stuff that goes on inside uh, the uh, the buildings now when I was a boy the post office in my hometown was kind of little but it was a big deal you know you went there not just for mail um, but for things like um, well social security cards I applied for a social security card I think I was 12 and um, I went by a shortened name and I didn't really know you should use your full legal name so I gave that and that's still my social security uh, name in my records. Um, the uh, I was a stamp collector back when I was a kid and uh, one could go to the post office to order things like first day covers and uh, and you knew the people who worked and everybody really did kind of appreciate what was going on. Um, these days in bigger cities uh, it's different. Uh, you may know your, your mail carrier but you may not and certainly you don't really know the people usually who work in the post office, even the ones who interface with you. Now what I found out a long time ago uh, was some of the inner workings of the Postal Service which uh, underscore just how hard their jobs are I think. Um, so I was uh, I was a, a initially uh, had a notion that I would go to law school right after undergraduate school. But I had no clue why I was there. And so after about six weeks I thought, what am I doing? And I left. And uh, unfortunately it then occurred to me that I was no longer receiving student financial aid and so I actually needed some kind of a job. And in response to that harsh reality, uh, the choice between working at McDonald's or what have you and doing something that maybe seemed a little more attractive and paid a little more money, I saw that the postal service had advertisements for their, uh, their exams, which they offered from time to time for people who might want to work there, and they were memorization tests and they'd give you a little sample and you'd go there and you'd see within a very limited amount of time how many names, street names, cities uh, you could memorize and to make them hard they had a lot of them start not just with the same first letter but sometimes with the same first, second, or third letters. I came up with a little way to create a poem very very quickly out of all the information that would include words that had those first or second or third letters that I needed to remember. And so once I learned how to do that before the test, the test was easy and I finished ahead of everybody else and I put my pencil down and everybody looked at me and glared at me, which you would do normally when somebody uh, does that sort of thing. And I got a perfect score. So after they offered the first available job to a couple of veterans, uh, they had to call me in. They were required to call me in and offer me the job, even if when they saw me they didn't much like me or anything. And they did, and they told me what the job was, and I thought, I don't think I really want to do this work, so I said no. And I went back, and by their rules, for some crazy reason, when the next position became available, they had to offer that position to me. And so they called me in, and by this time I was a little less in a position to say no in terms of money. i just spent the last $60 I had my entire life on a pair of hiking boots that I liked. And uh, so, working somewhere became more of an urgent need, and I said yes. It was uh, it was third shift work. Uh, shift started about 10:30 at night. You worked all night. You were supposed to eat some kind of lunch around three in the morning, God knows how, and get off to You know, ate something in the morning when you're uh, exhausted but can't sleep. Now. Working inside the post office uh, it was, you know, quite a bit different, I think, than delivering the mail. The, um, the inside employees, one of the things that they had me do, um, which I could have kind of anticipated for movies, is sort mail into boxes. Hand sorting was still going on quite a bit, although they didn't have those automatic, uh, automated sorting machines that uh, the government's busy destroying for, uh, for nefarious reasons right now but mostly they had hand sorting back then. And so I'm sorting the mail that goes to the teeny tiny little post offices of the little bitty towns that were even a lot smaller than the town I grew up in. Towns might have only 200 people in them, but they had a teeny tiny little post office. Sometimes in the back of the gas station, but there was one. As I'm sorting them, I'm realizing that the boxes, and there may be about 50 of them or so, the boxes are not organized alphabetically by the names of the towns. They're not organized by zip code or something like that. They're organized by the order in which the towns were founded. And I think this must have come to pass because a long, long time ago you only had to sort maybe four boxes because there were only four towns and then more towns came and they just added those boxes and at some point there were so many of them that just seemed too dawning to think about rearranging the whole thing so that's the way they left it and folks who worked there a long time had all that memorized. I, I didn't, and so I was uh, unacceptably slow at that. So they moved me to other jobs. So one of the jobs was called boxes. And you know, if you mail a box in the postal service, you might mark fragile on it if it's fragile, and you tape it up real good, and you hope it gets through all right. And it usually does. But the amazing thing about why how it does is that uh, you'd think it wouldn't, uh, or at least I wouldn't, after what I experienced. So doing boxes was a lot of guys standing around a conveyor belt and a whole field of one of these little cloth uh, kind of, I don't know, great big baskets with wheels on them, I don't know what you call those things and the boxes would come in and depending on what the address was you would throw the box at the little cloth bin and sometimes you would have to throw them 20 feet or more and uh, most of them would not go in the correct box and a lot of them would hit the floor and everybody thought that was just a whole bunch of fun, Uh, and so that was one of the things you did. Now another thing, about four times during the shift, uh, a big siren would go off, which meant that an 18-wheeler truck had just pulled up to the loading dock. So everybody would run up to the loading dock, and maybe 18 guys would stand around these flat platforms with wheels on them that you you would uh, put the 70-pound mailbags, each one weighed 70 pounds, um, onto and take them somewhere inside the building. Two guys would go in the truck and unload the entire truck. One of them was me because I was the new guy. Another one was was the only guy who wasn't white. I told you a little bit more about uh, the Prejudice episode that I just was uh, recording previously. And so I go in and I grab a seventy-pound mailbag string, you know, on each hand. Start dragging them back. And the other guy comes over and said, "No, no, no." He said, "You wind like four or five of them around each wrist, and you drag them back." And I, was, I felt like I was a—I was a pack mule. Uh, and somehow, that's you know, that I got to do that four times a night. And then it was just you know, something. It occurred to me that postal workers had a heck of a lot harder job than I ever could have imagined. And it was a job that I thought was too hard for me. And I, as soon as I had a friend who happened to take pity on me and said, you can sleep on my couch and we'll feed you until you get a job, or, or the semester runs out and we have to move, then I quit. And, uh, and one of the things that I knew thereafter was that uh, this work was too, too hard uh, you know, for a lot of folks including folks like me, to really not only want to do, but maybe even be able to do over a long period of time. 70-pound mailbags are heavy, and they're not filled with something solid. They're filled with things that shift around, like magazines. And so it's real easy to have a back injury moving those sorts of things and stuff. And so I had a greater admiration for the rest of my life. what these folks did, and a greater understanding of the limitations of my capabilities and inclinations, uh, which has served me well through life to avoid almost all manual labor uh, one way or the other. Um, But I sure admire those who can do it. Um, for a living, and it doesn't matter really how well you paid to do that kind of work. Um, It still involves a sacrifice and a commitment to the quality of your work, and that's what the Postal Service has. I think the folks who work there believe strongly that they're providing, and they are, an essential public service, and it's even more important to do it right. And so, I'm proud of them, I'm thankful for them, And, uh, and I hope everybody else is, and once again, thanks for listening.